0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today we had the privilege of interviewing Charlie. Charlie's from Charlie's Pinstriping and Custom Painting in West Auckland, New Zealand. Charlie's uh one of the best, if not the best custom painter in New Zealand. He's also a super talented pinstriper. Um he's someone I've always looked up to in the industry. He's a super humble guy. It was great to chat to Charlie. We did have a bit of a terrible line to get off with, so I apologize for that, but um I hope you enjoy the content. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the show, uh, Charlie's custom painting and Pinstriping, uh, One of New Zealand's, if not the best, custom painter and pinstripper. How are you, man?
1: Hey, mate. Thanks very much. Yeah, no, good to be here.
0: Um, so you're Auckland, New Zealand.
1: We are. Yep, yeah, we're um, uh, uh, northwest of Auckland in Maroa, Beach, um, not far from Kumeu, and uh, uh, yeah, nice little shop in the nestled into the hill.
0: Yeah, cool. So you mentioned QMU, and last weekend you said you're off to a hot rod show. That's QMU hot
1: rod show? That is, yeah. That's our local hot
0: rod show. Um, QMU um, hot rod show, show, there's there's obviously a few shows in New Zealand. Um, Beach Hop's massive. Um, but QMU's obviously up there with one of the top shows as well. What show would, want be, would be one of the longer
1: um, standing, bigger shows, um, along with Muscle Car Madness, uh, the Beach Hop, um but yeah it, it's um it's one of the biggest shows in the country
0: did you did you have any builds there this year
1: um we had a couple of cars floating around we had a a super cool little pedal car in the Tot trot event and uh and we had a couple of our recently finished motorbikes on display up there uh we didn't have a stand uh per se but we had plenty of people flying our flag which was pretty cool
0: yeah nice so all right let's let's introduce yourself how how did you get into the industry and and where you are today um
1: how did i get into the industry yeah this is all i've ever done is 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 paint and restore um cars i got into the industry straight from school um i had a real good bugger um dave jones shout out to you old boy um who took me under his wing and basically uh the right way to restore and paint a car um from there i sort of moved around a little bit i found myself at a at another really a really good hot rod shop um called moselle panel and paint and and i spent a good part of uh 10 to 12 years uh working on hot rods and classics and restoring them from from bare metal up um right through now and until us now opening our own shop and, and actually being able to provide that service um, on our own, which is pretty amazing. You're there?
0: Yeah. Have I got yeah. you? Yeah. Have you Have you always been Auckland-based?
1: Always been Auckland-based, yep, yep. No, always... Um, out the dirty, dirty West side of Auckland. Um, well Northwest as, as you know, it's, it's known now, but, um, but yeah, now Auckland is, um, is obviously one of New Zealand's biggest, uh, cities and, and that seems to be where uh, a lot of the work and, um, gets done and, and where people sort of demand a lot of the workers to be.
0: Yep. And you obviously, um, one of your skills is the dropping. That's that's a unique talent you've you picked that up along the way or you learned that as a apprentice or
1: yeah, it's an interesting story. The, uh, the pinstriping, I, I had a, um, I ordered a whole bunch of stuff off offline when I was maybe 20 and, and it all turned up from the States. We didn't have anyone in New Zealand that, that supplied brushes and paint and stuff like that. So, you know, it was all fairly foreign video clip you know because it came with a dvd back then we didn't have youtube and 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 stuff like that and so the guy on the dvd made it look seamless and i thought well this can't be too hard so i you know got the paint and the brush and 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 gave it a go and she 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 wasn't a walk in the park it was pretty tough and so i actually parked it for maybe like four years after that until such time as um everyone was sort of doing the airbrushing gig and you know they were uh, we had a guy fly over um, from Australia every year and he would train up these robots to pump out portraits of people. And, um, and I sort of, I didn't like how robotic it was and, and, and how there was no expression in their artwork. It was just paint what you see. Um, and so I dragged all my brushes back out and I spent a good part of a year and a half dedicating uh, myself to learning how to pinstripe and, and it sort of went from there. And, and I I still remember the very first job we got paid to do, and it was a guy's guitar, and I did the neck on it. And I actually did a trial run on my own guitar. That's how, how, um, how worried I was about how it was going to turn out. Um, I've still got that guitar, actually. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it went from there. One job led to another, to another. And the more jobs I did, the better I got. Um, what are we now? Probably 11 or... 12 years down the line and, and, and we'd made a, out of
0: it. So you're, you're fully self-taught. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I had a couple of guys that I, um, I tried to pick their, brand, um, here in New Zealand that were the local, uh, pinstripers and, and sign writers. And, um, yeah, you know, it wasn't,
0: it,
1: it wasn't, uh, it was a little bit of friendly fire across the nose, you know, um, <clears throat> basically, you're on your own boy and if you yeah. uh, if you figure it out well then um you know you you've figured it out but otherwise we're sort of going to keep our secrets to ourselves
0: i find that with um like metal fabrication and and that it's a dying art but the guys the older generation they didn't want to pass on that knowledge because they're obviously going to give away some of their work
1: 100% 100% that's that was the uh that was the attitude with with the um with the pinstriping as well is that they were worried about losing work and, and, and money and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's really unfortunate. You know, I'm, I'm very open about um, helping people learn the pinstripe and anything, anything in life, you know. Um, but if someone asks me a question, I will do my best to uh, give them the best information to help them learn that skill. You know, I got set down a couple of paths that were dead ends and, and it's not until you invest a bit of time uh, you realise that you're actually going the wrong way. So, um. And yeah, that's just the old boys sort of protecting their trade. I get it, but like you said, um, they're not going to be around forever. And uh, at the end of the day, the trade will fall over, and, and there'll be no one left to do it.
0: Yeah, that's the sad part about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is sad, but um, it's it's really cool to see in America. Um, you know, they're really really big on on pulling young guys up and 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 giving them the the right information and actually helping them keep that trade alive so hopefully uh you know we can sort of uh, that filters down here and and we can sort of do that as well which would be which would be amazing it'd be super cool to do that
0: i mean we got a lot more platform like the youtube platform obviously there's a lot of information out there now for guys to pick it up and just start having a crack
1: yeah yeah man how amazing is that you know when i started um i didn't have any of that i had to buy a, a dvd that came with the brush and, you know, you're sort of talking maybe 7 or $80 US, um, uh, you know, which was for us 50 cents to the dollar. You know, you sort of maybe $160 for a brush and a, and a DVD that, um, yeah, it, w- it wasn't as easy as what it is now with all the YouTube. And, and especially with the social media pages, they've got all this people just wanting to help them, feed them information. It's amazing. It's good.
0: Um, if we brush back to your your shop, did you start at home, or you you always went into a premises?
1: Uh, no, so like most uh, restoration painters and, and panel beaters, we always have something in our own garage on the side, and and so that side hustle just sort of grew bigger and bigger. Motherfucker, 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 motherfucker. Sorry, man,
0: we're working for a bad lunch. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? That's right. So you you started at home, you had a side hustle at home?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um uh like 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 I said, all 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 sort of uh good panel and painters had had a bit of a side hustle at home. Um, you know, doing homers for people on the side. Uh that just grew and grew and grew and to the point where uh my boss obviously noticed it and, and he sort of um, pulled me and says, look, you either you need to either invest into what we're doing here or you need to go and give your side hustle 100% and, and just give it a good nudge. <clears throat> um, and so the next day I came back and, and basically handed my notice in and said, look, we're going to give it a go. And, um, you know, it turns pear-shaped and have my job and and, uh, he said mate all day Uh, good luck and i hope it works out for you and so we quickly outgrew the 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 big shed that i thought i had um which which turned us to we actually sold our whole property that we'd sort of spent five years building we built a house and a massive shed and and did all the grounds um so we ended up selling all that and buying a really big piece of land out in Um, put the biggest shed I could afford on it, um, with a spray booth and 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 compress- it just goes on and on. All the stuff that it takes to um to build a shop, <clears throat> and man, what they said, you build it and and they'll come. Uh, obviously, the quality of the work helped, and um and here we are today.
0: Cool. So you're working from that premises now that you're talking yeah. about.
1: Yep. So we live on site. We um, <clears throat> we actually built uh, a cabin. There's four of us: me, my wife, and my two kids live on site. Um, and we're halfway through now building our 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 home on the site as well. So we have, um, we have the workshop. We have my house, and then we will have uh, a rental property on the site as well. So it's it's actually worked out really well, and um, and we're super stoked that we jumped both feet in and, and took
0: yeah sounds like it worked out great
1: fingers crossed <laughs> it has to work <laughs> out that's when you're invested right yeah it's it's, it's not going to work it has to work
0: yeah and your team you've, you've got some guys working for you now
1: yep yep and same again it sort of was only intended to um <clears throat> to be just me and maybe someone else you know we um, we like to surf so we sort of said well you know if we can work around the surf um you know life will be pretty easy and uh so so we sort of started like that and then it just got busier and busier and busier and and obviously um harder and harder to get away to surf so um we ended up employing a few more people to help us out um and and yeah we've got a guys here now Uh, currently sort of 20 minutes ago i just had another panel to turn up for an interview um which is really exciting you know because get to expand our um our portfolio to, to panel bidding as well
0: yeah i did uh i did see you were advertising looking for staff i think that would be a an opportunity anybody shouldn't have passed up on
1: yeah 100 um we like say we've got lots of work in front of us um uh the panel bidding role that we were advertising for is, is is actually a really sweet little gig you know and and we get a lot of jobs from other people that uh paint ready. Um and, and that's that's cool. It could be to someone else's standard, but we like to give the best we possibly can. And sometimes uh that, that demands that another panel beater can have a have a go and tweak some stuff and just make it that much better, you know, because at the end um you're only judged by the end result uh, who did the work or how much they paid for it or where it got done. You know, they just see the face value. So for the customer and for me, um, that's really important.
0: Yeah. And we I know we have a massive trade shortage here in Western Australia. Is New Zealand the same? Or did you struggle to, to find people who would put their hand up?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we're really um over here for a trade shortage. Um, you know, um not just panel and paint, but you speak to anyone and they can't they can't get anyone at the moment. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the work has gone through the roof. We just can't get people to work. So um, hopefully, uh, you know, with all these restrictions and, and the, the, the COVID that's sort of going on, um, when that eases, maybe uh, maybe life will go back to how it was. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I know there's a lot of um, Kiwis living in Australia that want to come home, can't come home.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 got to be a pretty tough, um, uh, tough gig at the moment. And and like as I talk to you now, we've just gone back into a um, traffic light red. I'm actually not even too sure what that means anymore. Um, we're so sick so of hearing the uh, the red, green, orange. Uh, you know, until someone sort of tells you you can't do so, like you just keep doing it at the moment so um and and we're not the only ones you know you guys over in aussie are, are, are feeling it as well and, and I, you know yeah it's crazy times but like i said the work for us is, is and and um it's which is amazing you know and, and it's real real good quality work and and um hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have a good panel beater and we can
0: uh start smashing it out <clears throat> yeah that's awesome um i'd Wanted to ask, did you have any of iconic builds that you've you've done that you want to bring up?
1: Yeah, well um I was talking about uh iconic builds of my wife actually and, and you know we sort of went back um, to a couple of them that we did really early, early on in the piece. And the more we spoke, mm-hmm. the more I the more I brought up and I thought, man, uh, you know, like the, the green RX three coupe for Phil Brown's that we did uh recently was just amazing and it was just I never thought that I would um, be doing uh, an RX3 coupe like that ever again, you know. And 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 especially, I don't know about you guys, but the rotary scene over here is massive at the moment. The Mazdas are just um, demand and and they're sort of like the, uh, my era. I'm 38, and uh, you know that's that was our hot rod basically now. And so, <clears throat> you know, people are throwing good money at these cars because. That was that was their hot rod back in the day, and they want they wanted that car back. Um, and so yeah, like we've got the green RX three coupe. Uh, there was the the, the RX three wagon of Zane's, which had the twenty B in it. That's been it's like it's just got everything that uh, a rotary wagon should have. Um, and then we go through. There's a a really really slick T thirty four coming gear. That we did for um, uh, Josie and Wayne from Qualitat European, and well, that's probably one of my favourite cars I've ever done. It was amazing um, to work on something that it was like a spaceship. It was something out of like the Jetsons. It was unreal, you know, to think that these guys could design uh, a car like that and manufacture it. It was it was crazy. Um, and 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 then um, there was Gary Proms. Blue F one hundred, which um, you know has has been done in blue candy. Um, it's it's an amazing build as well, and you know tribute to um, to the panel meter who who did all the panel work for us and and makes or breaks a car as well. So
0: yeah. funny, you I asked that question and got you to bring up some of those cars, and then I thought I'm going to go back through Charlie's page and pick out a couple of cars that I see on there that are absolutely like amazing. And you didn't ever mention them there. So the Candy Red 32 Coupe and the Candy Red Datsun 1200U. Yeah,
1: yeah, we were talking about those two actually. Yeah, the Datsun Coupe was amazing. It's um, Everywhere it goes, it just glows in the sun. It's just got this aura of it. It's such a little car, but it demands so much when it turns up to a show that people can't help but uh, be drawn to it. You know, um, uh, it's been at it, every show. It's been at. It, it's won the best paint. I think the last show that it, it won um, best dats and best paint, best panel, best overall. Like it, it's just, you know, candy red. What,
0: what can you say? <laughs> I've got a, uh, I've got two dats and twelve hundred Utes at, at the moment. Those are my project at the moment.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah
0: um. Awesome. So what, what what candy red did you go with on that one?
1: Um. So that was that was one of the PPG candy reds actually. Um, we, like we a didn't vibrant want vibrant range yeah and the vibrant range yep yep uh, I think it was the i uh, I'm not sure of the number, but i I'm pretty sure it was the blue version of the candy reds that they do in the vibrance range yep yep yeah he wanted it uh they both wanted it sort of dark darker red but not you know didn't want it to be sort of uh, I think they do a yellow version of that red as well, and it's very light and bright and, and and sort of in your face. Whereas the bluer version of it is is a little bit more mysterious and has lots of shadows. And obviously, you know, it works for that, and um, which is cool. And and the thirty two yeah. that you mentioned, um, that's all house of color stuff. Um, that's um, that's another one that's that that hasn't been finished yet. But when that that comes back to the shop, we we really can't wait to to detail that and have the owner drive it and put it into shows it's that's going to be another amazing car
0: yeah if, if anyone hasn't seen it jump on charlie's page because that thing's like beautiful yeah it's great man um
1: you know like those those colors aren't easy to paint and and um you know the stress levels uh, that you put yourself through to <clears throat> uh, you know the week leading up to painting a car like that is 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 up there you know you sort of um, by the time you get into the booth you've you've painted it in your head and in your sleep about three or four times and and uh you know you only get one shot at it and and the materials are very expensive and we struggle to get materials down here so you have to be a little bit wise about how you how you use things you know it's not an unlimited supply if you make a mistake you can't just keep redoing it so um so yeah um you know it sort of comes with the the nature of the beast unfortunately but it's when you pull it off and you pull it out of the booth, it's, man, what a feeling that is, eh? You know, you run around with the video, you know, sort of it blows my mind just as much as it blows the people that are watching the videos minds. You know, when you see these cars come out and you think, wow, we did that. That's amazing. How cool is that? Someone needs to see
0: this. Yeah. And uh, that shows your passion that, you know, 20 years later down the track that jobs that you're pulling out the booth are still blowing your mind.
1: Yeah yeah man 100 our oh, passion is um runs through me man um i'm in it to win it you know like this isn't a, a money-making gig um because if i'm wrong i'm in the wrong trade <clears throat> you know we do it we do it for the love of the cars um and and the paint jobs you know i i like to tell people that um you know they say oh what kind of paint do you do and i sort of say well we do anything that's too hard for someone else um and and yeah. that's 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 basically Oh, that's actually you can't touch up. Well, you know, I think I've got a pretty good shot at doing it.
0: Yeah. Is there anyone that you draw inspiration from or any idols in the industry? Oh man. um 2018
1: we, we we made it over to the States and, and we spent a bit of time traveling around and, and we were lucky enough to go and see people like Gene Winfield and 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 lots of low rider painters that i i follow through my instagram page and stuff like that um larry watson uh you know for all his sort of pinstriping and, and the retro sort of style painting um you know like those guys are just amazing man though like and 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 they're as humble as me and you you know they don't they don't put themselves on a pedestal um you know gene winfield's 90 odd and he's still chopping roofs and 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 you know he took the time out of his his day to spend like two hours with us showing us around and explaining stuff uh my mate um down in san diego um jonathan mccato you know he spent a, a day a day and a half with us showing us the shop so <clears throat> same thing um you know showing us the the flakes that they were doing and the, the pinstriping and the gold leaf and the patterns you know like when I came back from the States, I was a completely different painter I had. Man, I was just bursting with energy, um, heaps of ideas, and and you physically could probably see my style change through my Instagram photos of when we left to when we came and, and, and got back to New Zealand. That's how much it influenced me.
0: That's awesome. I, I do like the, on the restoration and custom side of things, I, I think we we there is a bit of ego there but a lot of a lot of the ego and the negativity gets dropped compared to like collision side of things everyone's willing to help each other out and and um you know build to become better better within the industry
1: yep yep for sure no and 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 we get that as well you know we try and um help and build uh people around us as well because you need a network of people to bounce ideas off or was actually saying it before you know um i struggle to i get to a point sometimes if i struggle with something to lean on someone else because we're sort of you know i've got people leaning on me asking me for advice but where do i go who do i touch and so i have a few guys that i sort of respect their opinions and and you know whether they're still on the trade or not you know i'll give them a phone call and, and we'll they'll help me sort of figure something out which is amazing to still have that support from people um you know the world can be a lonely place sometimes and sometimes you dig a big hole over something that's really small so it's amazing to uh to you know share a problem and and have people help you fix it
0: yeah and it's cool that uh, that we can all work together say like like we'll get a job that come in for a quote and um we're really busy so we only take sort of a certain um, sort of, I don't know, a certain style of build, something might come in that doesn't suit our style of build, so we'll then put them on to someone that we think might be more suited for that build.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're exactly the same. You know, um, we started off uh, just taking anything that came our way, because, uh, you know, uh, that's what you do when you first start. <clears throat> but as it progresses you you sort of uh build build a reputation where you can start to pick what you want but you honestly you do need to have um places where you can send the other guys because we can't do it all you know when you tell someone that there's possibly a two-year wait you know some guys aren't prepared to wait that long so you you need another reputable shop or someone else that you can send that work to and vice versa we get stuff from people that they say hey look yeah, I could probably do it, but this guy could do it better. Um, so maybe go and see him.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, do you have I'll jump back to the sort of car side of things. Do you have I asked asked you to think about it, a dream car?
1: A dream car, yeah. Um I, I had a good think about that and like I have a couple of cars already. We have a we have a 30, a chop 30 um, Model A Tudor and, and we have a 62 Impala and, and I've had like, I've had my Impala since I was 19. Um, and, and, and <clears throat> yeah, it was really hard to pinpoint a dream car. You know, if, if, if I had to have, yeah, uh, again, I, I couldn't, pinpoint something i'm on i'm on the fixation at the moment i'm looking for a um a dirty 323 bug eye mazda um you know and and i'm, I'm all about collecting different things
0: um, i think i saw one there's one that popped up for sale yesterday actually did you see that one on like new zealand rotaries or something
1: yeah yeah i did message the guy actually <laughs> uh, <laughs> i dropped him a message yeah yeah um but a dream car uh, would have to be maybe <laughs> like a Lincoln or a, like a real early sort of 50, 60 style Lincoln or else, um, maybe a uh, a, a 60 rag Impala, something like that would be, would be something that I definitely would, um, if I, if I ever got my hands on, um, yeah. I'm are, you,
0: about are, you into, cars, so. are you into the low rider scene? Are you?
1: Uh, we, low rider scene. Um, <clears throat> like we, we don't belong to clubs. Um, you know, uh, way too many politics, um, but but we like we like a mixture of everything. Like I say, our, our model A's got a uh, the, the original little four banger in it. Um, uh, it's it's down. It's had a roof chop, and then my Impala's on on airbags on fourteen inch Supremes. Um, so you know we're 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 a mixed bag of lollies.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you like your rotaries as well.
1: Yeah, we like the rotaries as well. That's what I grew up around, you know, the uh, sort of the the old school um, rotors, along with the, the Escorts and the, the Cortinas and, and, and all that sort of era. That's and the Datsuns, that's what I grew up driving. Um, and, and so it's really cool to see those all sort of come back around and be worth a bit of money now. And, um, you know, people restoring them and, and, and bringing them back to how they used to be when we were sort of um, seventeen, 18 years old, which is pretty cool. yeah yeah
0: they're fetching some silly money at the moment eh 100 percent yeah, yeah now they're um, they're
1: definitely uh commanding a lot of a lot of money at the moment, and um, you know they're you know uh, guys guys are sinking a, a ton of money into them, but they're only going up at the moment yeah
0: yeah, they're definitely an investment. So let's say let's say you got yourself a '59 Lincoln or early '60s Lincoln. Do you want to take us through? Let's go more like technical side of things now. Take us through Charlie's processes from like say bare steel right through to top coat.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so if, if we get a car from bare steel, um, uh, it's this big debate about uh, or, or sandblasting. Um, you know, they both have their their pros and cons. We've dealt with both of them, and 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 um, we haven't had any issues either way. And sometimes, if the panel is single and it's been dipped, uh, it's been left with a a, a, a coating on it. <clears throat> we'll often just get a, a quick wipe with the sandblaster. So it's a lot quicker than than us having to sort of um, metal prep it and and then we'll epoxy it. But nine times out of ten, we will use a lot of the three M wheels, um, eighty grit. And, and just a lot of labor. And we'll polish that up as clean as we can possibly. Everyone's got, um, you know, we're not touching with our hands. As soon as that car's ready to be epoxy it goes straight into my spray booth. Close the doors. There's two of us in there that are fully suited up with gloves on. And we basically wash the whole car down from top to bottom twice. We make sure that no stones left unturned. And whether it be, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon or uh, I stay there and I just make sure that that car's in epoxy straight away. There's there's no leave it till the morning or, or we'll, you know, leave it another day. It just happens right then and there. <clears throat> yeah, um, It's really important to seal that seal, that steel up straight away. I don't tend to believe in um, the oxidines and, and stuff like that or anything that you have to wash with water. Um, it's... You know, it's, it's a little bit scary thinking that you're going to um, wash a bare metal with, with, a, with water or something like that. You know, we work so hard to sort of try and eliminate that, That to bring that on in such an early stage of the project sort of scares me a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so once we've got our car in epoxy, um, that's left to sit for, for, for over a week. You know, I'll, I'll come back in the next morning and I'll give it a bake um, up to sort of 60, 62 degrees. Um, for 40 minutes and then we'll let that cast sit and longer the better to be honest with you you know if you can leave leave it if you can leave it two weeks then perfect time is um, time is what makes a project you know I always I always tell people uh, you can rush the painter but you can't rush the paint you know the paint needs time to dry uh, to get hard and and if you can do that throughout all the steps then the end product is going to be one uh, the longevity of it is going to be amazing. amazing. The gloss retention is going to be outstanding. And it'll last, you know, 25, 30 years without having to have any issues. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we're at epoxy. Depending on the panel work, whether it needs to be filled first um, or if we can spray fill it, block it, and then do small filler, um, that all sort of depends on, on the panel bedding of the car. um but we like to fit all the panels back on. We block everything on the car. We tape our swages. We, uh, we, we, we gap everything. We fit all the rubbers, the bumpers, the, the headlight, everything. We try and put as much as we can on the car, um, early on in the stage so that at the end of the build, we know that that's all going to fit. We know that got to put the Chrome back on. It should just slide in nice and easy. And, and, all the profiling of the car, there'll be no hollowing through the chrome because we've, we've had it all on, you know, throughout the build. Um, that, 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 I think, is, is where a lot of people sort of get tripped up is that they prep a door off the car or they prep the boot lid separately. They end up blocking the edges off them. And, and when you look down the side of a car, it just sort of they it will, doesn't fall. They flow. Will
0: end up uh, pulling in. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and it's, so it's really important, I think. To, like I said, um, sometimes we'll make rubbers, you know, because um, it's a small price to pay. Um, but if we can fit all the rubbers on the car, and we block it, and we we might get some. This house is a fucking prison, planning bullshit
0: in the galaxy of this sucks camel dick. Um, you put them, you put the rubbers on, so the doors are going to sit in their natural resting position where the. Where the doors are going to sit at the very end of the project, so now you know that that's where they're going to naturally sit, and you're not having to play with that, and you can gap to gap fill these panels so they're dead straight.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so once all that's done, um, we we will uh, will often prime the car together again, just the outside. We haven't done any work on the uh, the door jams and stuff like that yet. And, and we'll prime the outside all together so that we can have a real good look at how everything's lining up after our spray filler block. And and we'll assess this, uh, We'll assess the job as to whether it needs to be blocked and primed again or whether we're happy with that. Um, and again, we're coming, blocking the length of a car when you're priming so that you're not getting build-ups and overlaps. And it's really small... Um, know sometimes i think to myself man why am i putting myself through this you know like <laughs> am i am i the only one that can see these things um but it, it it obviously does show in our work because we do get people comment on on that sort of stuff so that's what keeps me persevering down this sometimes frustrating
0: uh path that we we, we walk <clears throat> It's a, it's so, yeah. small 1% things that set you apart um, you've also New Zealand's got a lot, of, a lot of different products to us so I might touch on a few like products there so what filler are you using and then when you say you're using spray filler you mean polyester what, what sort of poly are you using I know we use Resto Finish but I'm not sure you guys can even get that over there
1: yeah so we don't we struggle with a lot of products over here um <clears throat> For the life of me, I've just speaking of can't getting products. I've been trying to get the the Merker White Dry Guide for when I block painted, um, yep. but I, I, you know, for the life of me, I can't get it, and it frustrates me because I see a lot of people on Instagram and they love it because it's waterproof and you can wet sand it and you can see how much you're taking off each time, um, but yeah. I've tried and tried and tried and, and, we use and I can't so it. Yeah, we use yeah. that so that's a little frustrating.
0: So remind me at the end of this podcast, I'll I'll see if I can get you some and send you it over.
1: Uh, yeah, 100%. That would be amazing. Like I said, it's, um, you know, and especially in, in these times where we're where shipping issues and material, material shortages are happening, we really do find ourselves at the bottom of the world. Like, I think this yep. is the first time that we've actually sort of gone, oh, hey, actually, we are at the bottom of the world and <laughs> stuff's really hard to get now.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: And not just the our trade, you know, like uh, the builders, um, the plumbers, everyone. You know, we're all sort of actually realizing that um, New Zealand is very, very far away from where everything gets made. So we're having to um, either find different products or or <clears throat> um, but yeah, so so going back to sorry, we use a lot of three M products. Um, we use three M Fuller, the Platinum. Um, that's really nice. It's 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 got a really good warranty on it, which is um, what we look for in, in all our products because we like to warranty all our work. Um, so they'll stand by their product. Um, it's very easy to. Sand. You don't have to um, sand it right then and there, or sand it when it's green. You can come back to it a week or two and and just pick up where. And it would still stand the same uh, still stand the same so so that's really cool i, I you know i using that product <clears throat> and polyester filler we use um uh our paint is primarily de Debre- beer paint from wara paint center here in here in um, auckland and um their products have been amazing i've been really really impressed with um with all the beer products actually the polyester filler is probably one of the nicest ones i've ever used um and i've you know i've been a tech wreck for glass i i grew up on ppg um so uh, painters are funny creatures they they like to uh creatures of comfort i say you know if they grew up on ppg they tend to stay with that um and i was a little bit like that but i've been uh percent impressed with with all the paint that we've used from from the bit. really yeah. amazing that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Stoked.
0: <laughs> so you've you've filled the car. You've uh, reprimed the car. That's where we're at. Yep, yep. So
1: we've uh, the, and 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 We let things sit. We try and let things sit for um, <clears throat> you know four to six weeks in between each stage. And what that does is, in our shop, everything's at a different stage. So when that one's resting, the next one's sat for that long already, so we're on to that. By the time that's finished, we're back to jump on on the next one, and it sort of works really well. <clears throat> um, so the car's in primer. We try and color prime as best as we can. Uh, we have a, um, a Corvette up there at the moment, and it, so we prime the car in white primer. Um, that way, if it does stone chip, it's not stone chipping to like a really dark gray or something like that. It's a it's a white primer that's probably gonna be a little bit hard to to see from a distance. Um it's the small things again, you know, like um people probably don't appreciate that or or um or understand what we're doing, but you know, um it just makes a whole lot of sense to me. <clears throat> so once we've we've put the car back together, we've 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 primed everything, all the insides are now primed. Um, the doors are all primed. We fit the car back up. It's back to how it was. We block it all down. And, and now we're ready to do the paint. <clears throat> um, uh, oh, sorry. If, if, if you wanted to start all the way through, you know, we, we um, <clears throat> a lot of our cars, we texture um, underneath all the, the undersides of it. And then we, we paint over the top of the texture. Some guys want it black, satin black. Other guys want it um, uh, the color of the car so that sort of comes down to the personal preference uh, Dodge Convertible that we did um, he wanted that all detailed so there was no texture at all and it was just top coat underneath it it looked absolutely amazing um, it was as shiny and as nice as 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 the outside of the car um, and then when it comes to painting again it depends on on, um, on what colours we're doing as to how we prep them <clears throat> uh, if, if for instance it's a um, a 2k job or, or a, sorry a solid color i don't tend to use a lot of 2k i i, I try to use base coat clear coat i think it gives a, a a lot nicer look um yeah so that that will dictate how we prep and and what grits that we're left with in the end we try to tend to finish in like five or six hundred if we can uh, uh, that way we're not sort of doing too much sending in the booth um, you know if you if you miss scratches and stuff like that um <clears throat> so, so the car will go it's all prepped it's all we've masked it um if it's a white car uh, we're probably going to paint it in pieces if it's a candy well then all the insides would get painted first and then we would um mask it all up and paint it all together on the outside that way um you know we'd be walking the length of the car making sure our overlaps are massive um trying to get it nice and even on leaves of the booth. There's no, um, you know, streaking the mottle or stuff like that. <clears throat> um, yeah, once once the car's painted and it's, it's out of the booth, again, we let it degas, um, you know, constantly checking the paintwork, you know, um, by putting your fingernail into somewhere where it's not seen. Um, if the weather's good, we often just push them outside and let them sit on the side. Outside for the day, and then bring them back in. Um, it's normally about two to three weeks. We actually start our color sanding process after that, and um, and then yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into blocking and um, and getting it ready for uh, um, color sanding and polishing. So there's normally about a month wait between each each stage. That's what I like to give it, and um, it's worked so far. So. You know, that's probably something that I wouldn't I wouldn't be changing a lot.
0: And what sort of um, that's the other thing I want to ask is, is blocking tools. Is, is the acrylic blocks made it over to New Zealand yet or not? Yet? Uh
1: yeah yeah they have made it over New Zealand. We're um we're actually waiting on a, on another shipment of acrylic blocks um as we speak. <laughs> um, but we use uh, again, uh, 3M over here do a lot of very good blocks. Um, so we use a lot of that stuff um where you know there's everyone's got a set of uh in their toolboxes whether it be the velcro ones or 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 the other um traditional sort of style sanding ones um but yeah i see uh, you know the acrylic blocks seem to be the way to go at the moment um i do believe that uh the big boy blocks um over in over in the states are doing a vacuum one soon so that's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. I'll be um i pretty interested in, in those we're all about uh dustless trying to keep our jobs clean keep our workplace clean um you know health reasons as well um yeah, trying yeah. to trying to do the best we can in a in a dirty situation basically
0: the only problem with uh with the dustless ones uh with the yeah the the vacuum style acrylic blocks is is you obviously you can't run the sticket because the sticket there hasn't been enough um Improvement in the sticket paper. We don't have any vacuum sticket paper yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Only I mean, um, I mean, I mean, issue that that I can see them running into as well with that. <clears throat> so, and then that's where you get your panels nice and straight is is by having that um, sandpaper really hard on that acrylic. And um, you know, you you miss out that little the netting from the um from the velcros, which sort of you know lead you to have little little wobbles in your panels, if, say, or, or something like that. So, um, you know, and, and again, it comes down to um, how far the guy is prepared to go with the job, how fussy the, you know, we are prepping it, what color it is, all sorts of stuff. Um, we've got a 56 Chev here that we're we're about to put the two-tone on and read clear, and, you know, it's, man, it's probably one of the straightest cars I've ever seen. You know and so it's that's a huge credit to um to the panel beater darren and and to us at the shop as well um when that car's finished and 100 percent on the road it's just going to be a, a mobile mirror basically
0: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah that's what you're going for yeah. um what talk us through your color sanding and buffing because i know i saw the video of that 32 and that thing just that that looked um amazing
1: yeah um again you know everyone's got everyone's got a different take on on how they how things should be done um again i was lucky to learn off of some older style painters and have some really good people in front of me so and it's always worked so i've just sort of um tried to adjust it you know to improve it to, to improve the system that they've sort of installed in me um it comes right back to even how you've laid the clear down. You know, I think it's really important that, um, some guys, you know, go for this off the gun finish. Um, and cool, you know, if that's what the job commands and, and you've, you, you want to try and smash your clear on and, and get this off the gun finish. Um, <clears throat> awesome. You know, if you, uh, but, but we don't try to go for that. I try to, um, I try to keep my peel, Work as much as I can. I don't want to impregnate that panel that I've just spent hours and hours blocking with huge amounts of um, peel that now I, I can't block out. And I've seen it time and time again where, oh, that was really easy to sand that. And then once they've polished it, it's just this horrible shimmer down the side where uh, it's it's too late. They've, they've impregnated that panel with that peel and there is no getting that out, you know. You have to block that with heavy grit. So, so when I, I apply my clear, I try to keep all the peel at the top. I move quick and fast <clears throat> Um I will often start with like a, a a fast hardener, and then my final coats will be slow and medium hardeners. So um, that way, I'm I'm trying to eliminate solvent entrapment. Um, I have a timer on my booth that every time I step out, I hit the timer. So it makes sure that I have the exact. I use the, um, uh, you know, the velocity cups to, to make sure that uh, we've got the right viscosities and stuff like that. And we're working to the TDS sheets. It's, it's, it's like a chemist sometimes, you know, especially when you're dealing with heat and humidity that we have here in New Zealand. Um, and then sometimes it's cold it appears uh, a little bit gluggy. I'll often stick them in the booth and, and warm them up before I even start to make my clear.
0: So, and are you using? You, you're obviously running De Bear. Are you running the Supreme Clear? 100%. Yeah. Every and,
1: every material that we use is their top of the line, um, best that we can get.
0: And you just touched on before. So, you're intermixing their hardness. Is that, is that actually in the, the data sheet that that's, um, they'll cover that? Yeah.
1: We've had heaps of stuff like that and, and you know it takes not everyone's willing to sort of help you figure out stuff like that and and, and this is what I found with this sort of custom painting industry is that um, sometimes it's not always black and white and, and and you need to dig a little bit deeper and, and get people to say well actually fine you know you can carry on and do that. And, and yeah, we've had, like I said, um, <clears throat> lots of people sort of said, oh, well, I actually haven't thought of doing stuff like that. And to be honest with you, that tip off um, uh, a guy who who interviewed Charlie Hutton out of the States. And, and that's a lot of stuff that they do, is that they start off with faster hardeners so that... <clears throat> Um, it's, 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 it's obviously, it's all the same brand. It's all the same. Um, you know, whether it be HS or MS, you have to obviously use the same, the same stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, there's no reason why you can't start with a fast hard. You can't finish with a fast, but you can start with a fast and finish with a medium.
0: Okay. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yep. bit of a, there you go. Uh, (laughs) Some tech tips from Charlie. Tech tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Don't don't do it in reverse. You'll get amazing a cracking effect. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, man, I've I've come up with heaps of. Uh, you know, you've fallen into custom techniques by making mistakes. Um, so by all means, stick the fast over the medium and, and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you might like it. But yeah, and- going back to our um our, our our polishing processes. So, um, again, it sort of comes down to how it how it came out of the booth I always know that I have enough material on there um, uh, we all know as as painters and panel readers that you know sometimes it it's like this magic thing falls into place you yeah. think wow that that really came out amazing and then sometimes it, it just <clears throat> I so? oh, thank God that's over um yeah. so you know depending on how it how it turns out as to what we use but I'll often start with 600 and um, and, and on lock, long blocks. And, and we're just blocking, man. You know, and we're, we're... Start, so I'll block to the left because I don't have, um, you know, like I said before, the dry guides and stuff like that. I have to... Um, so I try and make my pattern all go one way for one grip. So I'll block one way with 600. And then when I swap... And I, and I block the 600 out with, with um, some 800 or some 1,000 grit, I will swap direction. And that's how I can tell I've got all my scratches out, is that I'm actually looking for scratches that are, are not going in the direction that I'm blocking at the moment.
0: I like that. That's a good tip. The other, yeah. like like you said, having your clear lay down like that, you can use, I know what you're talking about, because I've actually 100% agree with you there, you can actually use <laughs> your orange peel as, as guide coat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, until you get to the point where there is no peel left and that's where the dry comes in. Right. And, you know, we'll use it when we're, when we're dry sanding and stuff like that. And, and it's a really great, um, and <laughs> I see it on the internet, you know, uh, it's just, it's just hard to get that stuff down here at the moment. Um, but yeah, I make the best out of it. Like I said, I block in one direction and when I swap grits, I block the other way. And then, and then for my um, final wet sanding block, which I tend to in like 1,200, um, as I will block um, straight ahead. Um, and obviously not, not leaving railway lines, we're blocking with the block sort of sideways um, and stuff like that. <clears throat> so once we've gone through from 600, eight, sometimes 1,000 um, grit, and, and then finishing in 1,200, I will then swap to my... Um, Uh, to the orbital sander. We all wet sanded with, um, uh, we might even start with 1500, 3000, and then the 5000. And, and, you know, the three and the 5000 are really actually the first stage of a lot of sanding. They're actually there to start helping bring that shine back. And, you know, like when I first learned to, to paint, we were polishing up from like 800. 1200 um and so to have 3000 5000 i think they've even got an 8000 now is is incredible like it it takes so much of that the the polishing and the buffing away from the uh the end user it's 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 such a handy tool to have
0: yeah these young fellas don't
1: know how good they got it eh? oh man yeah sit on the end of a buff with a a big woolen pad and and some uh, i don't know if you guys have it over there but it was um frickler the g3 frickler that's all we could get it was like in a big, in a bucket. big yellow bucket and it had a <laughs> uh, um you know the, the boys used to have a um a little paintbrush and you just flick it and then you just throw compound like that was yeah. how it was um so you were polishing
0: polishing one car and polishing all the cars around it as well yeah
1: yeah 100 percent. and so you know it's come so far sort of uh, you know, five to 10 years, the polishing and the, the detailing side of cars and the products have just stepped up and up and up. You know, now we've got these ceramic coatings and, and, and whatnot. And it's uh, nanotechnology. It's crazy. You know, it's really hard to keep. Yeah. So, so once we've, um uh, we've got the, the car to, to uh, 5,000, I tend to like to do panel per panel to make sure that once i've moved on from that panel it's it's 100 ready um, if you take you know if you bite too much off you can get lost and it sort of it does <clears throat> the amount of work that it requires tends to eat you up a little bit and it's and it's hard to keep moving forward whereas if you just take small bites by panel by panel uh, before you know it you're, you're you're pretty much smashed out the whole job and and you're left with uh you know the finishing sort of details um, I'll use a wall pad. Uh, we use all 3D products here. Um, I think they're real good. Um, we used to use a lot of 3M stuff. Again, uh, just trying to get that supply down here has been really hard. Um, so, Cam from 3D is, um, came through and, and gave us a demo maybe a couple of years ago um, after the first lock. And ever since then, we've just, we're fixated on it. It's such good products. <clears throat> really had because everything has a buff pad that correlates to a compound you know, once you're finished with it, you move on to this buff pad this buff pad that has and, and so on and so on so it's actually um, it's, it's systemated which is super cool because it's easy to the system um, and plus you know, um, who doesn't like having a system in place it, it yeah. makes, makes, you, makes your life a lot easier
0: I do like that and I do find that painters are like you say we're chemists we, we know everything and we end up intermixing products with like say a different buff pad with a different polish and they weren't designed to go together so you're not going to get that optimal result I think if you stick to say 3D design that polish to go with that pad you got to trust their systems and, and and run with it
1: yeah oh man and we all in the rules right we're all about uh, we know better but you know these like you said, you just got to back the product and and, and back what they're telling you. Um, the and like I said, it was it's almost too easy sometimes to to, to get it from five thousand through to the final um, glaze stage. And you think, well, pretty easy. Like, did I miss something? You know, uh, from how it used to be. So, um, like I say, credit to all those guys that have put heaps of time and, and effort into making pads and and compounds that make our life a lot easier
0: yeah for sure um so essentially that's all polished up now oh, oh uh, what's uh, what's your preferred paint brand you said you were a glazer rep you you grew up on ppg you used the beer now what would you what's your what would you say to someone if you were going to paint your car what are you going <laughs> to tell them to put it? <laughs> oh
1: that's a good question yeah yeah and and like like I said, I'm I'm happy to use anything, um, but to be honest with you, I, I, I do prefer the De Beer stuff at the moment. Um, it's for me, uh, especially. Um, uh, there doesn't seem to be a problem. But there's never a problem with those guys. You know, they always seem to to come through with uh, all these tricky requests that I need for 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 these jobs that we do, um, and it's it's so down. it's it's um it's taken all the thinking out of out of painting um you just basically if if, if you could be a robot and and your overlaps were 100 percent and and you knew enough i think i think that you would um you, you could get through easy you know um i mean they're all amazing don't get me wrong we use a lot of ppg we use a lot of house of color um uh and 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 we not so much glycrate anymore, um, because like i said the the beer products are so amazing they have massive amounts of 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 options for primers. the clairs are amazing um, you know the colors are uh, all the color matches are, are generally really really good. We run a solvent system here for our restoration stuff we we can't um, the problem we have is that the water base. It, it doesn't like to sit on a shelf for a long period of time. And yep. as much as I would love to use water all the time, we just don't go through enough of it um to justify having a whole whole system here in it.
0: <clears throat> and a lot of the Do you time have much dealing... um do you have any dealings with Dean Adamson? No. No Dean Adamson, no I haven't. He's uh he's link up Hamilton, that's uh Oh yeah, I uh, the...
1: yeah link up sort of um uh, they do a lot of uh, the DNA stuff as well, don't they? No, I think,
0: um, that's, um, yeah, sorry. That's, that's my wife's uncle. He's a, uh, he's okay. a If I've got any questions. I'll, I generally hit up Dean for those with the DeBeer sort of questions.
1: Yep. Yep. Cool. I think, um, our, the technical rep down there is Bruce Barnett. it. Okay. Yep. So funny story, Bruce, um, he used to be the, the uh the um sorry, the uh, the, the guy at PPG, the who the training manager at PPG when I was an apprentice. And so when I came through my apprenticeship, we would go out and we would see Bruce and he would take us through, you know, uh color matching one oh one and then advanced color matching and how to spray clear and how to spray two K. And and so I knew him quite well and then and then to find out that um I went down for a, um, a, tra- <clears throat> a training seminar uh, maybe a couple of years ago and and found out that he was the, the training manager down there was a pretty hard case. So we sort of yeah. um, had a good <laughs> laugh. Yeah so it's, it's it's man, it's a small world uh, and and Dylan's even smaller, so you know you sort yeah. of um, and we get customers that that require that request us to paint cars in a certain paint with guys that say, well, I only want PPG to be used on my car or I only want House of Colour. So, you know, we're quite happy to, to, to provide that service as well.
0: Yeah, I've, I've definitely found that that customers have more of an input nowadays and they seem to be more clued up onto what they want on their vehicle.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's good. They've done their research. You sort of know that they're, you know, they're invested as well. It's not just, well, here's my car and um, away you go. You know, they've actually taken the time out of the day to, to get research, research and try and make a, an educated decision as well.
0: <clears throat> and what uh, what spray guns are you shooting your De beer with then? Um,
1: so we use the good oh, we've got a, uh, an arsenal of, of Sardas that I love. They're like my babies. <clears throat> um uh, and we also use the, the DV-1 uh, Develvices as well. Those new guns are, are pretty trick. Um, so, I'm a cider man. I love them. They're amazing. You know, like um, the, the ergonometry of them, you know, to have the, the, um, uh, the pressure gauge in your handle. Uh, in a way. You're not having to twist, twist, twist um, to adjust fans and, and air pressures. You know they're, they're a real tradesman tool you know and i've had them for for years and they're still brand new you know like you look after your tools um man i've still got the gun that i i bought second hand as an apprentice you know and i still use it you know that's uh you know nearly 10 years ago 20 years ago yeah like so so you know it's all about how you look after something um uh you know that's 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 our tool that you know, you need to make sure that that thing is is always ready to go.
0: You were talked about um, like systemizing things earlier on, and and uh, quite a lot to do with PPG and, and, the, and you put a you put a SATA, like a five thousand in someone's hand, and you say, right, it's x amount of turns out, it's x amount of pressure, your fan set to this, and you pretty much can't go wrong. If if you're getting it wrong, I, I don't believe you should be in the trade because it's literally that easy.
1: 100% man yeah um if if you did that on uh deltron system with ppg and it was uh we were talking about it the other day uh, it was a specific one it was a uh, um the toyota klo i don't know you know people may not uh, it, and stuff like that notorious colorful model um you know I'd, I'd see guys taking out the whole side of a car just to blend it sometimes because they just couldn't get it right uh, and so in deltron that was horrible but man the water was just you could almost uh, the apprentice could paint it it was incredible to see uh, the envirobase come out um, versus deltron it was it was incredible you know to have to have one of our apprentices stand in there painting uh, a real tricky color like it nothing sort of was yeah. like wow um i think I, um
0: i i also did my apprenticeship with deltron the solvent system and i think if if you were brought up on deltron i think you could probably paint anything because that stuff was fucking terrible
1: <laughs> that was the uh that was the consensus over here too right you know if you went somewhere it was glass or or species or something like that and and they'd say oh what do you paint and you said oh deltron they go away well, if you can paint that you can paint anything <coughs> yeah 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 no, it, man, to be honest with you, um, I, 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 I still use a lot of Deltron. Um, and uh, people De beer are the same. They're one-to-one mixes. So they run really good through my airbrushes. Um, and so if I can't often get from De beer, the um, uh, retailer, which is not far from us and, and, and use Deltron. So water's amazing yeah. though, you know, like the sparkle from the latex is, is incredible. Um, the way that you can lay it down and you can control your control coats. It's, it's mind blowing. You know, half the time you don't even have to technique or a control coat down because it just lays down so nice.
0: I don't Um, know if you've, have you had a play with any of the Exalta systems, the coat and a half?
1: No, I have seen it. Um, A good friend of mine who owns a really, really, um, they use it and he swears. by it. Yeah. He says it's, it's a game changer.
0: I've I've used a fair bit of it and like, same if you thought EnviroBase was easier, uh, easy than um, the Exalta products. Have, I use the Spees Permahyde water, yep, that is like effortless, like so yep. amazing. The technology behind that stuff,
1: and and I to be honest with you, I think that they're only just getting started with that, you know, like um, uh, 10 15 years down the track, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a man. You know, yeah, like Glazer just
0: dropped a hundred line um, following the same sort of methodology.
1: Yep. Yeah, I just heard Glazer dropped the hundred lines. So um, that, that'll be interesting. We've had a bit of a hard time here with Glaz. Um, you know, they've sort of had a hard, a bit of a struggle with with staff and and stuff like that. And and um, they've s- sort of fallen by on the eight ball. We've had some products as well that come, you know. Um, yeah first left there I was PPG through and through never painted anything else and and it really broadened my horizons seeing all these products that Glaz had and 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 it sort of made open my eyes up to other products which was amazing you know because you do get stuck in your um uh, you know people are uh, the Glazeret guys would say oh PPG that's painters prefer Glazeret right you know um and and so (laughs) on and so on but you have to stick with your brand half the time but like i said for me moving to a, a different paint company was amazing because it really showed me what other companies are doing and um, and then like you said um basically attack and whack version of it and, and stuff like that it's it's just moving so fast
0: yeah yeah we uh we run Glasgow and it's um it is super hard to we don't even have a distributor here anymore they Glazrite jumped into bed with um, Gemini. We got Gemini Group here, and yep. that kept our uh, distributorship. So we we actually have to buy Glazrite products online now.
1: Wow, yeah, yeah. We had a couple of Gemini shops here. The same thing, and they they basically got the paint for what it cost Glaz, um, and the only the only way that they were making money was on the materials that they were buying off the shop. But the paint, I think with those Gemini shops is that they, they get it at, uh, the same price or, or, you know, not much more, not, I mean, not much less than, than what, um, the distributor gets it at. Yeah.
0: They're dealing in volume, massive volume.
1: <laughs> massive volume. Yeah. They get a, a real big stronghold on the industry, those big shops. It's, um, again, uh, you know, like in the next 10 to 15 years, uh, probably much what's happening over there is, is the insurance companies are, are self-insuring and they're, they're, they're opening their own shops up. So it's going to be an interesting time for lots of panel shop owners um, as to which direction they decide to go. You know, we, we've clearly drawn a line in the sand and said, Hey, we're, we're custom and restoration. Um, this is what we do. And so we'll, we'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how many people either jump that way or um, fall over, you know, they end yeah. up closing because they don't have any work or, they, they sort of go head to head against the bigger insurance companies and try and fight for that crash repair work.
0: Yeah, a good friend of mine is Mark Hayes. He owns Collision um, Connect in Huddersfield and uh, Cambridge. He's sort of trying to go head to head with them. Yep,
1: yep. And people need to, you know, otherwise they will just dictate everything. And and um, you know, it happened a long time ago. The uh, the panel shops lost control of 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 pricing and 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 instead of the panel owner telling you how much it was going to cost to to repair the car they let the insurance companies tell them how much it was going to cost and that was basically the start of the end and once they let that go uh, it all followed didn't it yeah you know and now now they're finding themselves having to <clears throat> you know fight these 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 mega shops um that are they're just pouring millions and millions of dollars into these, into these shops. And what they're doing is uh, sucking all the resources out of the local area. You know, they're taking all the good tradesmen because they can offer good money. And, um, and the little guy is sort of left wondering where he, where he stands in this, uh, you know, this industry that he might've been in his whole life.
0: Yeah. I do feel for those guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, like you got to, you got to, like any business owner, right? You have to have your eyes always open, always looking forward. And, and, you know, they need to be putting stuff in place now to, you know, figuring out where they want to do, where they want to go, what they want to be, where they, um, you know, where they stand in the industry. Like I said, we've clearly drawn a line and said, look, we're not interested in, in, in the insurance um, crash repair stuff. You know, we will happily fix a classic uh, car through insurance. Um, but but we're not interested in doing a Toyota Corolla bumper or a you know a Mazda bonnet. <clears throat> it's it's not what we do. We 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 stick to the custom paint.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you're obviously renowned for doing that stuff. So people know that they're not going to come to you with their everyday cars. It's you're, you're doing restos and and there's a wait list and
1: yeah yeah. You, you know, you guys are the same, right? You, it, it, it's really hard to tell someone, um, man, you know, you get a, an amazing project jump at you and you're like, man, like, like this, is, this is amazing. Like, I want to do this job. But then you have to sort of say, look, there's probably like a 12-month wait before we can actually get into it. <clears throat> you know, some people are fine with that and other people sort of, you know, you can tell that they're like, oh, man, I'm not really prepared to wait that long anymore. So uh, that's a sort of um, a fine line to walk around as well, you know, cause you don't want to lose out on the job, but you've also got a workshop full of work already. So it's really hard, especially if it's a really cool job and, 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 and I'm all about the job, you know, like I don't, I, I often tell people, man, I don't do it for the, <clears throat> I don't do it for the coffees or the money, you know, like I do it because I love painting and I like the job and the self satisfaction of, of that. There's enough, you know. We, uh, the the byproduct of of being paid to do the job. Yeah, we all need money, but like I said, if I if I didn't want to do this, I wouldn't have built a massive workshop at my house. Um, you know, like I would have kept everything completely separate and business. Um, but that's not who we are.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, I think. Have I taken enough of your time? I might wrap it up there.
1: Yeah, no stress, no stress, mate. We're um, you know, uh, it's it's what six o'clock here. We'll shoot down the road and get a couple of pizzas and um, and and kick back and have a couple of beers soon.
0: <laughs> I do appreciate you coming on, Charlie. You're definitely someone I look up to in the industry. Um, next time we're whenever I'm able to come back to New Zealand, we have been trying to get back for a year or two. I would love to come in and catch up with you
1: hundred oh, percent, man. I really appreciate that. And, and like I said, I, um, I appreciate people who, who take the time out of their day to <clears throat> either message us or, or, or just simply like one of our posts or, you know, all that stuff. Um, it doesn't go astray. We, we do take it all on board and, and, um, man, yeah, hundred percent. I hope, I hope that you, um, that you can come back to New Zealand, um, uh, sooner rather than later. I know there's lots of people, um, like yourself that, that do want to come back and, um, and unfortunately, these crazy times are not allowing it. But, um, yeah, man, if you're ever in New Zealand, uh, in Auckland, hit us up, come and see us. The shop's always open. We have teas, we have hats, we have, um, you know, uh, just come and see some of the jobs that we're doing. Um, we're not far from the beach. Come for a swim. Don't swim on the ropes, all right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, how do we find you on social media, man?
1: Um, uh, Charlie's pinstriping uh, and custom paint uh, on our Instagram handle um that's probably the best way to do it instagram seems to be the best uh, uh you know good videos um and, and great content through there so um yeah
0: all right mate thanks for coming on thanks for your time no worries man i really
1: appreciate it like i said um man if you're ever back in new zealand hit us up man there's always a place out here cheers man all right Dylan. man Take thanks very up. much bro. i appreciate it bye See you.